Hello and welcome to another episode of Sexual Confidence on Tap with Shannon Etheridge and friends. And today I have my very bestest friend. Who's that? <laughs> I have Dr. Charlie Myers with us, better known as my husband. Hubba hubba. <laughs> so today we want to talk about a probably a little bit of a controversial topic in some circles, I would imagine. Would you agree? Some. Yeah. We want to talk about the value of erotica, especially for women. But first, let's distinguish the difference between erotica and porn. How would you answer that question, Charlie? If somebody wanted to know, well, what's, what's the difference between erotic stories and pornography? Well, both obviously are meant to, to excite somebody to, get, to kind of get their engine rubbing. I think one difference is that porn is usually about other people. Um, some people will even say that, uh, objectifying other people, where erotica isn't necessarily about specific people. It's more the ideas. Mm -hmm. I would agree with that. The pornography industry obviously gets a very bad rap because actual human beings are used and abused. And uh, if you want to know to what extent, there's a great book called The Empire of Illusion by Chris Hedges, who really unpacks this phenomenon of just how cruel, um, like unusually cruel, the pornography industry is. But erotica is a very different industry. Would you agree? Yes, uh, very much. It's more on people's fantasy. Uh, it's fiction for the most, it's basically fiction. Right. And the thing is, is that no one is harmed in the creation of erotica. It's not tested on animals. It doesn't objectify human beings. It, it just doesn't use or abuse anybody. It basically is taking the author's creativity and making a wave out of that, that you can either surf on and have some fun with or you may it may sink <laughs> exactly not every erotic story is going to float your boat but many will and that's an important uh, point is that erotica comes in many, many flavors and some of it will be a flavor that you enjoy other ones just bypass and go find one that you do enjoy there you go and i want to remind everyone of the power of story I remember several years ago attending a Robert McKee seminar. Robert McKee is responsible for many of the Hollywood blockbusters that you have seen. I could go on and on with the list of movies that he has been a part of the creation of, but he puts on a seminar called the Story Seminar. He's also written it in book form if you want to go to Amazon and get it, Robert McKee Story. But basically, this was a four-day seminar in New York City on how to create a really riveting story. And what I walked away with is that when we can use the power of story to make a point, it is so moving. It is so poignant. I think that cultures have been shaped and people's lives have been touched deeply by the power of story. The best-selling book of all times is built on stories, the parables of Christ. 
That's very true. Jesus used stories to make his point over and over and over again. And if you were to hear a, a preacher preaching a sermon, you're probably going to walk away with very little if all that he did was philosophize and theologize. But if he'll weave a few stories in there, you'll never forget it. I still remember stories that pastors preached at summer camp when I was like 15. And that was, oh my goodness, almost 40 years ago. That's scary to think. <laughs> And then also I think about um, when you tuck a child in bed, what is their final request of the day so often? Mommy, read me a story. <laughs> exactly. We love stories. We always have. We always will. And so why not use the power of story to awaken yourself sexually to create an interest in being more amorous with your mate? So we kind of tested this theory about the impact that erotica could potentially have on couples. Two years ago in Chattanooga, we hosted the first sexually confident couple workshop at a cute little retreat center. And we had five couples and we sat around the campfire one night. And this was a totally optional experience. They, they were not required to be a part of this, but everyone was curious and came in with an open mind. And we shared some erotic stories around that campfire. And what was amazing is that you could tell that at first people were a little mm, I'm not comfortable. taken aback, a little aghast. Yeah, very uncomfortable, kind of squirming in their seats. But once we got started, they just totally leaned in and got mesmerized. And then they got intrigued. And then I think they got a little titillated because the next morning seems like everybody had great big smiles on their faces. <laughs> yeah, that glow that, you, you know what we mean. <laughs> so I did a little research to find out if there are lots of other counselors, coaches, therapists who completely agree with us. And lo and behold, there are. I'm going to read a couple of endorsements, basically, of erotica from a couple of professionals that were quoted in an article that I found on the Huffington Post website. This is from Carl G. Hindi, PhD, licensed clinical psychologist in Nashua, New Hampshire. He says, erotic romances are an important way to get in touch with your romantic feelings and sexual fantasies. They are a way to develop those fantasies to better understand what you need, what turns you on, and what helps you feel very intimately connected with your partner. Erotic romances can be great aphrodisiacs and truly a benefit to relationships, or they can be a fulfillment in themselves and a detriment to your relationship. Isn't this true of so many things in life? If you can bring it home and share it, it's great. But if you escape into it and meet your needs in a more solitary and self-absorbed way, it can become a problem or worsen existing problems. We want to feel the heat, but the important thing is to take that heat home and talk about it. Take these fantasies, talk about them, enact them, experiment, and be freer as a couple. And then another licensed clinical psychologist from Brooklyn, New York, by the name of Narina Garcia Arsament, PhD, she says there are multiple benefits to erotic reading material. Specifically, for those who are uncomfortable with intimacy or their sexuality, reading erotic romances can increase comfort. For couples that have problems with differing sex drives, I recommend reading these novels as foreplay or a way to increase desire. 
Additionally, these novels often describe relationships between individuals that learn to accept the love of another and be vulnerable. This is modeling positive outcomes for individuals that struggle with allowing themselves to be open and vulnerable in relationships. I couldn't agree more. Sometimes we need a role model and mm -hmm. oftentimes mom and dad were not the best role model and we didn't want to imagine mom <laughs> and dad being good sexual role models. And then also I just want to echo what uh, Carl Hindi had said, that first quote, this issue is certainly a two-sided coin. It can add all kinds of great benefits to your life and relationships and health, or it can be a huge detriment. It's according to how you use it. It's according to the boundaries that you have around it. So we want to encourage people to consider it as a way of turning up the heat in their marriage, not as a way to isolate and to fuel solo experiences. Let this be somewhat of an aphrodisiac like they mentioned. Now you said that you also did some research and found some other people who concur. Yes, uh, Karen Devlin, a licensed professional counselor, wrote an article about using erotic literature to help couples get in the mood. And she pointed out three items that I think were very worthy of noting, that erotica helps couples explore their fantasy safely. It can be used as inspiration and allows couples to become more comfortable with their sexual desires. There you go. So some people may be wondering, Shannon, what are you referring to? What does this erotica sound like? So before we dive into a few examples of what this erotica might sound like, let's just give a, a quick encouragement to women who struggle to get in the mood. And it's not exclusive to women. I think that sometimes men struggle to get in the mood too. And the reasons may vary. It may be stress from work. It may be taking care of the kids all day. It may be a, just a chaotic season of your life or some illness or mm -hmm. some special circumstances. Sometimes you need a storyline to create a different story in your head than the one you're living every single day. And that's okay. Everybody needs a Calgon take me away type of experience once in a while. And it'll help you transfer from just the everyday grind to being very intimate with your partner. From the everyday grind to a bump and grind right. mode. Yes, very good. <laughs> Had to throw that in there. Okay, so we're going to share a few examples. And I just want to forewarn you that, yes, these are going to sound a little steamier than what you might be accustomed to on a podcast, but we are intentionally not going into the steamiest, most graphic parts because we're going to leave enough to the imagination today. We don't want to shock or offend, but we just want to whet your appetite for what is possible out there. And this is how I came up with this particular story. This is on marriageheat.com. And I Googled married erotic stories and this is the website that came up and there's like almost 4,000 stories on this website so I guess it's basically just amateurs creating their own stories just as a hobby which I think is kind of cool so here is a story called I missed you and it is by an author who goes by the name of living bee the sky dumped buckets of rain my husband was working from home on his computer and I had nothing to do. I made some coffee for us and after handing him his cup, sat beside him on the couch. He's been too busy for the past two weeks. I could not even remember the last time that we had a good talk. I changed my focus and tried to enjoy the weather, letting the warm coffee soothe my insides and the aroma fill up my senses. 
again, I shifted and looked at him thinking, he is such a hunk. He'd started letting his beard grow out, which made him look even sexier. He has beautiful eyes too. And every time his gaze lands on me, my heartbeat increases. That coffee and the weather were doing something strange to me. I felt the need to hold him close. How long had it been since we last had sex? Maybe two weeks? The veins on his forearms projected out and made me feel even hotter. I closed my eyes, not wanting to make it obvious or disturb him. After a while, I opened my eyes and saw him looking at me intently with a hint of a smile on his lips. My breath hitched. I didn't know what he was thinking. Slowly, he sat the laptop on the coffee table. Wrapping his left hand around my shoulders, he started stroking the left side of my face. I could not help but lean onto him and place my head in the crook of his neck. He liked that. His left hand began roaming over my neck and down until it reached my left breast. He started kneading it slowly while kissing my forehead. Our lips met. He urged his tongue inside my mouth and I felt my strength wane. He started playing with my, and I'm gonna end it right there. <laughs> you get the idea. Get a little warm in here. <laughs> it truly is. Okay, so if reading other people's stories is not your idea of good, clean fun, then we want to challenge you to maybe consider writing your own. This is a challenge that I actually issued to Charlie 30 minutes before recording this particular podcast, and we decided to each take a turn. Would you like to go first? Sure. Um, we took maybe five minutes to write these, so... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, the crisp sunny air called our family out to the gorge for a late October camping trip. The trees were afire with autumn colors and the children oohed and odd over the waterfalls and rock bridges on the many trails. That night, we enjoyed a wonderful campfire cooked meal, ending with Dutch oven blueberry crisps for dessert. Once the children were in their sleeping bags and out for the night, my wife and I headed out for a midnight stroll, carrying a blanket for some couple's time without kids. The bright moonlight illuminated the trails. We eventually came across a small waterfall with a sandy beach. We laid the blanket out and cuddled close together. As we were mesmerized by the moonlight and waterfalls, I felt my wife trace down my spine with one fingertip. I quickly felt myself growing aroused. I drew her close, nuzzled her neck, and heard her sigh as she felt my lips and warm breath. We disrobed each other our hands wandering and our passion growing hotter until we melted into each other's bodies. Ooh, you did that in five minutes? <laughs> I'm impressed. Okay, <laughs> so it's my turn. All right. It felt incredible to take out all my anxieties on the punching bag tonight. My abs and pecs would surely be sore tomorrow after all that. And I don't think that I've sweat that much in my entire life. There was no getting in my car until I took a shower. So I grabbed a towel from the front desk and made my way to the last stall on the left in the women's locker room. The warm spray pelted my skin, but it felt divine to be completely naked and completely alone. Or so I thought. Turns out, my clever husband paid the front desk attendant a hundred bucks to hang an out of order sign on the women's locker room door so that he could come in 
and lather me up in private. He began serenading me with our song, Ain't No Mountain High Enough, Ain't No Valley Low Enough, Ain't No River Wide Enough to Keep Me From Getting to You. Thankfully, he didn't want to scare me out of my wits, so giving me some forewarning was a smart idea. As soon as I heard his velvet voice singing the first stanza, I knew he was up to his wild and crazy antics and that we'd be making love with reckless abandon before the owner of the gym kicked us out at closing time. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> so that was a fun exercise. Maybe mm -hmm. that's a challenge we should give our listeners. Yes. Just give it a try. I think that your mate would appreciate any attempt at creating a really wonderful storyline that involves each other. That, I think that, that that was the kind of the guiding factor for me in finding erotica that I felt comfortable with is I didn't want it to be some illicit affair between two people who had just met type of thing. I wanted it to involve husbands and wives who were creating heat together. And so that's kind of my Northern star. Do you have anything to add to that? I just think the, the challenge would be they could try running one for each other Another one might be interesting is if they took turns writing the same story, one write a section and the other one add to that and back and forth would let the heat build. Ooh. You might even spend the week doing that so you have a complete story for the weekend. I like that idea. I really like the idea of a shared collaborative effort. I would imagine that by the time the weekend gets there, you're both just so clamoring. eager and hungry and clamoring for one another and isn't that the idea that's the whole purpose of these types of stories is to like, just help you get in the mood and help you connect without all those mental hurdles to have to overcome every single time and to ignite passion yes it is all about igniting passion but if other people's fiction stories are not your thing and you just can't come up with a fiction story of your own or do a collaborative effort. Let me just toss out another idea. What if you just wrote a love letter to each other? Or if you're someone who likes to take a stroll down memory lane, find some of the old letters that you wrote to each other when you were dating. So Charlie, I found this one that I've actually had hanging on the wall. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of people not realizing it was Exactly. It looks like just a wall hanging that says, life isn't about finding yourself. Life is about creating yourself. But it's actually a card that I had put in a frame. But opening it up, I am taken back to February 12th, 2019, where you wrote, Shannon, look what you have created you have accomplished the amazing. You have created a world that nurtures your family, your friends, and the world. The ministry that you have created nurtures women who have been disempowered from life experiences. You give them hope, healing, and a new voice. I love the life that you are working so hard to create for us. I look forward to co-creating our lives together. All my love, Charlie. A woman reads a card like that, and that is definitely an aphrodisiac, which is the whole purpose. The power of words, the power of story. I've heard it said that men are visually stimulated, that all a woman has to do is bend over the oven door or pick something up off the floor and he is ready to go. But for a woman, I think that 
its words. She longs to hear heartfelt sentiments or titillating storylines or anything that will get her head in the game of romance and intimacy and love and passion and ecstasy and euphoria and orgasm and all of that that God created for us to enjoy together. Any additional thoughts you want to toss in there, Dr. Myers? I think I'm ready to go to bed. <laughs> well, that pretty much says it all. <laughs> so we hope that you have enjoyed this episode of Sexual Confidence on Tap with Shannon Etheridge and friends. If you would like to chime into the conversation and let us know your thoughts about using erotica to create heat in your own marriage bed, we'd love to hear from you. Email us at ontap at shannonetheridge.com or you can call us and leave us a voicemail at 321-30-ON-TAP. And you heard us mention in this episode the Sexually Confident Couple workshops that we do annually. Unfortunately, we had to cancel this one this year because of COVID-19. However, we are planning to do our Sexually Confident Couple workshop in Placencia, Belize in May 2022. We're going to give everybody a chance to get fully vaccinated and to save up. If you would like more information on registering for the Sexually Confident Couple Workshop, then shoot us an email, again, on tap at shannonethridge.com. Thanks again so much for tuning in. We love you for listening. And we thank you for tapping on us.